<laughs> if you turn your Bible, please, with me uh, to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, walking down the hall of faith. <laughs> Avenue here is, they call it the faith chapter of the Bible. I've got a very simple message. You got, my wife spoke to you last night and uh, I was being very cryptic over the week and skip saying the thing. Uh, she did uh, taking things into your heart. But this morning, and I believe this weekend, I'm, I'm just here to encourage the church. If that's okay with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want to encourage the church. Yes, there will be tough times ahead. There is already many, many difficult situations that we are facing right now, but we are not going to give up. No retreat, no surrender. Amen? Praise the Lord. In verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 11, it says, But without faith, say faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word diligence, you got to look it up because it's such a very powerful word. It's the direct opposite of the word negligent. More people are dead on the road because you kill them because of driving negligently. More souls are lost because we are doing our walk with God negligently. We're not being diligent in going and make disciples, the Bible says. Praise God. And in verse 8, it says, By faith, Abraham, say faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. But by faith, say faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country. We are in a strange country, saints of God. We are just passing through. Don't make this place your home. Lay up your treasures somewhere else in heaven, beyond the horizon. Amen? And it says, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. We talk about it this morning, the patriarchs. The heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which have foundations, whose builder and maker is God. What a promise. We heard this morning a beautiful study that we heard from, our, from pastor this morning about the promise of God. Hold on, because they never, God never lies. Amen? The promise is true. I am going to a city one day. I don't know about you, but I am planning to make it to that city one day. Well, there will be no more light. I'm going to a city where Jesus is the light. And the trumpet's going to sound. <laughs> and I will be called away. Oh, praise God. I'm going to that city someday, somehow. Hallelujah. Listen, we are not there yet, but I am here to convince you to join me 
in this journey. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel as yet. My mind and your mind should be set up this morning. With Jesus, I will spend eternity with you in glory land. My mind is on the pearly gate. My mind in that streets of gold one day. I am going to make it there. There are mansions up there in heaven one day. And then you will go up there and your name is written on it. I just hope that I don't live next door to my enemies down here. Or did I say that out loud? I don't have enemies. I'm a good Christian. And in verse 13 he says, These are these all died in faith. Not having received the promises. We are not there yet. But having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them and embraced them. And confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful, say mindful. If they had been mindful, if they remember of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to be returned, to have returned. But in verse 16 it says, but now they desire a better country. That is an heavenly, wherefore... God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Why don't you just bow your head tonight? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Let your word, O oh God, be true, O oh Lord. Let it go forth and bring about result, Lord Jesus. We bind every element of God, a demonic elements, whatever that may be, O oh God, from, from, from hindering us, hearing your word, and not just listening, but hearing your word with our hearts, O oh God, to be stirred up in this hour, to be encouraged and propelled in the direction of the Lord. Father, use me, O oh Lord. Let me be, O oh God, the mouthpiece of the Lord. Lord, in this hour, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, hallelujah. I, I don't know about you young ones, but the oldest might remember a song, I am determined, I made up my mind, I, I am going to serve the Lord. Yes, if you say yes to that, you're very old. <laughs> Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I've got a title of my message this morning, I've got my mind made up. Let me ask you a question. Is that what you're going to say as well? Hopefully by the end of this service, you'll make the same statement. I've got my mind made up. One of my favorite stories, history. I don't like history. I think history is history. Uh, but there are some stories in history that I really like. And one of the stories that I use a lot just to encourage churches is a is a name by the na- uh, uh, a man by the name Hernan Cortez, a Spanish warrior who was born back in 1485, and at the age of 19 he sailed from for the Caribbean um, archipelagos, and with his friend Diego Velazquez they conquered Cuba, and settled there until 1518 when Velazquez or Velazquez appointed him to lead an expedition to Mexico. As Cortez landed on the coast of Mexico with the force of 700 men, he knew that this could be the most dangerous mission he had ever undertaken. 
not knowing exactly what they would find. It was the uncertainty that was probably the most nerve-wracking for this warrior. Would they find the Incas to be fierce people ready to defend their land to the death? Would they find wild animals ready to tear them apart? Would they find the mosquitoes size of kangaroos? I don't know. Would they, would they find the elements be too much, the humidity and, and, and everything else, you know, the, 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 the rain and the hail, whatever. They, they, the elements was a little bit of an unknown to them. So many, many unknown. And Cortez knew they, that although there, there would be so many obstacles to overcome, there would be so many struggles along the way, the reward would be life-changing. The riches, the legacy, the fame, and their names would go down in history as mighty conqueror. It would be worth it all. But he knew that in this conquest, there's a potential that they that when the going gets tough, opportunity for his troops to turn back might jeopardize the mission. To turn around and run back to their comfort zone was a huge, huge threat to his mission and his conquest. Cortez knew that the, the only way to take possession of this promised land was to remove all other options. To eliminate plan B, Plan C and plan D and stick to plan A. So after each and every one of these 700 warriors disembarked from their ships and made it onto the shoreline, Cortez burned all his ships in the harbor. Thereby committing his entire force to survival through conquest. Plan A. <laughs> committing his entire force to survival through conquest. He made his mind up that either we die in this conquest or survive by conquering the land. But one thing for sure, there is uh, no turning back. Uh, he got his mind made up. Uh, in that moment, uh, we have come this far to turn back around now. He burned his ships. Burning the ship sent a strong warning and a strong signal to his fellow soldiers. He says, either we die in this conquest trying or survive by conquering the land. But one thing for sure, I have made up my mind. There is no turning around now. No retreat, no surrender. He closed the door of returning to the world from whence he come out from. He was looking for a better country. He eliminated all other plans. Hernan Cortez secured the place in history as the man who conquered Mexico. Simply because he removed all other opportunity to turn back. He had his, ma his, ma his mind made up in, in that day that either I will conquer this land or die trying. But I refuse to turn around uh, and go back from whence I came out. Uh, I've got a message to this great church this morning. To my fellow heaven-bound travelers, uh, you have landed on the, king on the shoreline of the kingdom of God. And before long, uh, we find ourselves, uh, instead of stretching out on a hammock uh, and sucking on some coconut 
don't uh, uh, choose, uh, you know, in picking up, you know, we, we, we are told to pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Uh, instead of throwing a line and playing golf, uh, we are told uh, to be a living sacrifice uh, unto the Lord. Uh, instead of doing what uh, we want to do, the Lord is saying, follow me and I will make a disciple out of you. We are told to present ourselves a living sacrifice unto the Lord. This world is not our own. We desire, and I hope, and I pray this morning that this whole church desire in their heart that we desire a better country. Heaven is my home. I am just passing through. It is time for the saints to stand up in this hour and march in that direction. I am heading to heaven. When the saints go marching in, no turning back now. Hallelujah. I've come to submit to you this morning. If we are going to make it to heaven someday, we must be committed. Put our hands to the plow and don't look back. Yes, there are challenges along the way. Yes, there are struggles along the way. The enemies will be strong. And there will be so many heartaches along the way. There will be troubled waters, uh, as Job says. But Job, he went on to say, uh, Man that is born of a woman is few of days, uh, but not that, and full of troubles. But can I tell you, I am not doing this for what I get out of this. You know, this is the problem. We are doing a lot of things because we are looking for that material blessings that God is going to throw at me today. You need to look at the big picture. God still give you, still hold on to your heart and pumping it. Some probably 125 and some probably 500. Depending on how stressed you are. But can I tell you, he loves you. We don't do it for this, what's happening on this side. We are doing because of what's coming on the other side. What's beyond the horizon. That's where I am headed. No matter what the cost, I am going to make it there. No matter what the cost, we ought to be faithful and committed until the end, saints of God. I know. Please hear me this morning. Let me speak to you, heart. The problem with many believers is that they give up way, way too soon. They get discouraged along the way. You allow your personality type to dictate you. You allow the devil to smack you around and kick you off track. Right on the verge of your miracle, you turn around and say, I have quit it. Right before your breakthrough, you just walk away. Right before your miracle and in the border of your inheritance, I have seen people, they backslided. Right before God was going to bless you in your time of prayer and your time of devotion and your time of pushing and travailing before God, you decided to get off and said, this is enough. I'll go and do what I want to do. I don't want to go down in history as almost. I want to hear that voice one day said, welcome in, thou good and faithful servant. I know you've been working hard, but welcome into the rest I've got for you. Today I know 
that I can make it. You know why? Because Jesus has put it in my will. To make that new Jerusalem, its step will be a thrill. Even though it will be tougher, it will be struggle. We got to make up our mind today. We got to make up our mind today, saints of God. It doesn't matter what comes away. We got to make up our mind today. In these last days, God is looking for people who are going to make up their mind to eliminate all other options. People who say, I am looking for a city. I am not going to give up. I am not going to throw in the towel. People who have made up their mind to put their hands to the plow and keep on plowing. Yes, what do you want me to do, pastor? What do you want me to do, Lord? I am going to do whatever it takes to hold on to the kingdom of God. I am not going to eliminate myself of a chance to make it to heaven one day. Listen, true commitment... To Jesus is not based on emotions, but sadly, that's how we operate. True commitment to Jesus is not based on how we feel, but rather he hinges on the notion that I have got my mind made up. If you make up your mind, if you set your mind on things on high, remove all other options. Take this whole world by giving me Jesus. It doesn't matter what comes your way. You will be able to do it. Because you have ma- if you make up your mind, Jesus is always ready. If you are here today and you are not in the Lord, you need to be born into the kingdom of God. You must be baptized in Jesus. Repent of your sins first. Baptized into Jesus' name. In in water of baptism in Jesus' name. And be filled with his spirit. And when you are in the kingdom of God, God is walking beside you each and every step of the way and carrying you. And sometimes uh, it will be very difficult. But can I tell you, he is the best companion anyone could ever hope for in the world. Oh, there's nobody. But in Jesus, you have the almighty God who spoke the universe into existence. Walk right beside you. Carrying you every step of the way. Hallelujah. You know, I love Apostle Paul. Such a wonderful, you know, powerful man of God. He, he fine-tuned this mindset of making up his mind to a fine art. Don't you agree? Amen. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, let's turn to that. And I'm going to read from verse 12 to 14. Praise the Lord. Catch up. Say amen if you don't have it. (laughs) Okay, then you try and get it. (laughs) I gotcha. (laughs) Verse 12, he says, not as though I had already attained. This is Paul writing to the church at Philippi. Basically what he was saying, I haven't already attained, I haven't arrived at my destination yet. I am not perfect yet. I haven't got it all figured out yet. In fact, far from it. But then he said, either we're already perfect. I said it already. But I follow after. He has set the way for me to follow. Straight and narrow. Amen. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. 
obtained, got it all together, far from it. But this one thing I do. Sounds like this guy has made up his mind. Don't you think? Forgetting those things which are behind, the worlds of turmoils and his world of struggles and things that imprisoned him for years. And then basically he says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. He's made up his mind. He's not drifting towards heaven. He's got to make up his mind. And he did that. And he said in verse 14, he says, I press toward the mark. For the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is Paul saying, Brother Paul? Well, I'll tell you. Paul is saying, my mind is made up. My eyes are on the things ahead. I keep on pushing in that forward and then upward direction. Each day I put one foot in front of the other one and I keep moving in the forward direction. I press towards the mark. I don't take my eyes off the goal. I don't take my eyes off entering through that burly gate. I am going to make it there one day. I have burned all my ships. I have destroyed all my worldly things. And all the breaches out there. I'm going to make it to the streets of gold one day. That's what Paul was saying. His message is very, very clear. He has narrowed it down to a fine, fine art. He says, I take my mind off my disappointment. You see, if you make up your mind, it doesn't matter what the devil will try and throw at you. Paul is saying, I've taken my mind off my disappointments. I've taken my mind off my mistakes. I've taken my mind off the discouragement. I take my eyes off my mistakes and all the comfort of yesterday. I just keep moving in that forward direction. Whatever the Lord has laid in front of me, I'm just going to simply do it. I put my mind on heavenly things. Each day, I put on the helmet of salvation and I just lean on Jesus. I just learn to put one foot in front of the other and I'm just going to move in that direction. No stagnating, no turning back, no backsliding. I simply press forward because I am on my way to heaven soon and very, you know, I believe that Jesus is coming soon. Please don't be part of the statistics. I said this on Wednesday night, on Friday night. Don't be part of the statistics of the people, the great falling away. People who are distracted by the Things of this world. I've got my mind made up. You've got to have your mind made up. Forget and press on. Refuse to be shackled by yesterday's problems. We need to keep on pressing and pressing on for Jesus. You know how, I, 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 I don't know about you, but I work a place where you deal with the mind. And it's, you know, the mind is a, it's a work of art. And it is really it is God's masterpiece. It is delicate, yet mind-blowingly complex. Mind refers to our perception and understanding of things. Judgment, what is right and what is wrong. Our ability to judge and tell the difference and have a bit of wisdom. <laughs> 
the intellect, our capabilities, our reasoning abilities, our comprehension, our disposition and our intention. And the list just goes on and on. See, our mind can be the greatest of weapon that we can use in our walk with the Lord. Or it can be the greatest enemy. Depending on what we feed it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you feed yourself with the word of God each and every day, your faith will be strong. If you feed yourself with the world, <laughs> you'll be distracted. Our mind can be the most useful of tools, but it can be the greatest cause of anguish and suffering. Depending, once again, on what we feed it. It is in our mind that the seed of faith is cultivated, but also it is in our mind that the root of doubt is lodged and grown depending on what we put in there. We produce fruits depending on what we put into our mind. The Bible says, For he, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we must be careful what we put into our mind, what we nourish our mind with. Philippians 4 verse 8, Paul says, hey, this is another method. You get. Whatsoever things are true and honest and pure and lovely and good report and in virtue and you praise, think on those things. And you look through the Bible and you see some of the things there. It says, you know, in, in King James Version, it talks about Call to mind. It simply means reminder of where you came from. What God has done for you. What about bear in mind? Remember, do not forget, be cognizant of what Jesus did for you and I at Calvary. What about gird up the loin of our mind? Brace yourself. Strengthen your resolve. Embolden your intention. Why? Listen, you can't just drift into being a mighty warrior for Jesus. You can't be drifting into somehow I'm going to make it to heaven one day. doesn't really matter what comes my way. Hey, you've got to make up your mind to fight your way through. Hallelujah. Discipline is needed. You've you got to make up time to pray. You can't just drift into your prayer closet. You can't just drift into lifting your hand and praising God in spirit and in truth. You have to make up your mind. You walk in the door to church, you know, well, start from home. You get up in the, in the morning. A lot of us, if we just allow our mind to just do what our mind wants to do, nobody wants to come to church. But you say, no, mind. Get thee behind me, mind. I'm going to make up my mind right now. A better mind. I'm going to make it to the house of the Lord. And when you step into the house of the Lord, it doesn't matter how bad or how good the music is. I'm going to determine. I'm going to lift up my mind. And I'm going to lift up my hands. And I'm going to lift up my voice. And I'm going to worship God. Devil, go jump. I am in charge here. I'm going to worship the Lord because he has been so good to me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my my soul cries out, hallelujah. 
Praise God for saving me. Hallelujah. You know, the devil's playground is our mind. Do you know that's exactly where the devil's power is? His only power and authority today is his ability to speak into your mind and my mind. He cannot destroy even the newest Holy Ghost filled convert in the house of the Lord. All he's allowed to do is to speak into our mind. Throw a little seed of doubt. He interjects our thought into our thoughts into our mind. And that will cause us a lot of headaches and headaches. He causes us to self-destruct. It is us that destroying ourselves. It is us that bring ourselves down. The devil has just thrown a seed in there. All the devil does is lodge that thought, usually very subtle, but very bad. Like landmines, like hand grenades. Just throw it in there. And just. But here are some of the words that he likes us to listen to. Never mind. Don't, don't, don't bother. Don't, don't pay attention to the, to the preacher today. Uh, don't concern yourself. Disregard. Don't think about, about what they're saying. And, and, and don't think about tomorrow. You can just live life to the best you can. Never mind. What about this one? This is a good one. Be double-minded. Two minds about serving God. One foot in God and its promises. And the other foot, still in the world, enjoying its pleasures. That's the ploy of the devil. The Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. This is something that I suffer from time to time. Absent-minded. <laughs> I was telling your pastor the other day that I was practicing my mindfulness. But I nearly fell asleep. But what the devil does really, really well, he likes to remind us of our past. Remind us of our struggles. Remind us of how bad we are. Remind us of, of all the negative things in our life. But can I tell you, it is time for this church in this hour. Oh, devil, hear me loud and clear this morning. I have made up my mind. I may be sad right now, but I've got the joy of the Holy Ghost inside of me. I may be in a little bit of pain right now, but Jesus is still my comforter. I may be struggling financially right now, but I know that Jehovah child is still with me every stop of the way. Rejoice not against me, mine enemy. Woo, for when I fall, I shall arise. You know why? Because I have made up my mind. It is time to quit letting the devil run our life for us. It is time to block out what the devil has done. Let's grab life by the throat right now and say, Jesus and I are inside, are in charge right now. Hallelujah. You need to banish him from your home. You need to banish him from talking to you. You need to banish him from your mind, from your work, from your life. Let him go jump. 
You need to tell him off. Don't let him talk to you. Don't let him distract you. In fact, you fill your mind up with the word of the Lord. With all the good things. All wonderful things that Jesus has done in your life. Because see, let me tell you something. If you have your mind made up today, you can live for God powerfully each and every day of your life. Yes, you'll be discouraged. Yes, you'll be persecuted along the way. Yes, you'll be ridiculed and laughed upon. But hear me, if God be for me, and I know he is with me, if God be for me, who can be against me? Oh, I know, because my God, I have made up my mind to serve and have faith in him. Hallelujah. You must make up your mind today, saints. Leave your worries behind. Leave your anxieties behind. Leave all your injustices and disappointment and hurt and pain and resentment behind. It's time to make up your mind. When you walk out of this place this morning, I would love you to say in your heart and your mind, I may have failed yesterday. I may have made some mistakes, mad, 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 mad mistakes along the way. Really, really bad ones along the way. But that's okay. Today, I will walk on for Jesus. Today, I made up my mind. I'm just going to go on with Jesus. I will forget and I will press on. You know why? Because let me tell you something. The devil is no match to your faithfulness. If you stay faithful to God, the devil is no match. You submit yourself to God. Resist him and he will take off. But sadly, we have him over for dinner every night. Oops, did I say that out loud? All right, I'll just move on from that. A few years ago, I brought a message. I'm coming to a close one of these scriptures that I'm going to read out, but I brought a message based on the diary of Christopher Columbus. A first voyage to America, he had his three boats, Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria. The first entry in his journal was made on the day of his departure, Friday, August 3rd, 1492. He said, we departed Friday, the 3rd of August, of the year 1492 from the Bar of Salties. At the eighth hour, we went south with a strong sea breeze, 60 miles, which is 20 leagues until sunset. Monday, August the 6th, the rudder of the Pinta broke, and the men began to quarrel and argue. Finally, they made between day and night 29 leagues. Tuesday, August the 7th, the rudder again jumped its fastenings, but this day we traveled 25 leagues. We reached Grand Canaria and fixed the ship. In spite of adverse circumstances and repeated problems, we sailed on. On September the 7th, the diary states, all of Friday and Saturday until the third hour of the night, we were in very light winds. Not so much happening. Thursday, September the 13th, that day and night going on their course, which was west, they made 33 leagues. The currents were against them, but on this day, we sailed on. 
On Wednesday, September 26th, they thought they saw a land and spent an entire day sailing toward it, only to discover it was only the sky. But this day, we sailed on. The thing that intrigues me the most about the diary of Christopher Columbus is this, no matter what each day brought, at the end of each and every entry of this man, he said, and this day we sailed on. Some days nothing happens. It was uneventful, probably boring and mundane, but this day we sailed on. Some days the crews turned on each other, questioned the mission, but this day we sailed on. Some days the sea was calm and peaceful, and on this day we sailed on. Some days the storms arose and we took on water, but this day we sailed on. In the face of adversity and difficulty, fighting amongst his own crews and disappointments, we sailed on. I am sure you can look back over many, many years. Uh, Brother Smokey, I probably can say, with each entry concluded, uh, and with, and on this day, I fought harder, but I never turned back. Today wasn't easy, perhaps, uh, for Sister Show and So in the house, uh, that diagnosis, the doctor gave me a wrong prognosis. But this day, we sailed on. Today, I suffer some setbacks. My job. Financially, not very good. But that's okay. Jesus was with me. I sailed on. In the past, I failed miserably. In this day, that the Lord has made a way. And I look back, I was discouraged. I was disheartened. But Brother Frost would say, but this day... just sailed on. Listen up, brothers and sisters. If we are determined to keep on keeping on for Jesus, no matter what happens, can I tell you, you may not have your victory in this lifetime, but beyond the horizon, there is a mansion waiting for you. No matter how hard the journey, no matter how heavy the cross, no matter how much the challenge no matter how fiery those trials. If I remain faithful, I am going to make it one day. The devil is no match for my faithfulness. I am so tired. I am so in pain right now. I am struggling a lot. <coughs> but I'm going to say long because victory straight ahead. I know some things in your life right now may look like they are falling apart. And they probably are. And you feel as though that you are struggling in this battle. I promise you this morning. I promise you. God has heard you. Can I prophesy to this church this morning? 
You do not turn your eyes from the Lord. Look full in his wonderful face and God will bring everything that you have asked. Last night I was praying and there were people in the house. It is not my church, but if it was in my church, I would have walked to people. The Lord was saying to me, that lady has got a lot of pain. Go and tell her it's going to be okay. She needs to release. That lady there, that there is some things that she needs to go through right now, but it's going to be okay. I will hold on to her hands every step of the way. That man over there is struggling with his faith right now. But that's okay. Let him go through the rut. He will come out and he will run through that beautiful door every day because I have got him to be a worshiper in the house of the Lord. So I want you to stand with me this morning. I am here to encourage the church. I'm not here to preach a a very profound uh, message to the church. But in closing this morning, I'm asking if anyone here who had made up their mind to burn some ships today. Whatever it is that has been distracting you in your walk, right now and say, Lord, I'm going to burn those ships I'm not going to worry about Egypt anymore. I'm going not going to worry about the garlic and onions in Egypt. I have got my mind made up. I'm going to make it to heaven one day. I would hate to see anyone in this church or anyone in any other church miss out on what God has for you because you have given up way too soon. I would hate to see anyone in this church be Buried in the border of their inheritance. Like Moses. I would hate to see anyone in the church become an almost. Instead of I made it. God is taking us into a realm we have never occupied before. And Satan is trying to stop us. It's saying that the devil is trying to stop you. But if we will just make the commitment uh, to ride it out. Uh, I have made up my mind. Uh, I'm going to just ride it up. Uh, because I know that a victory. One day I'm going to let uh, that victory run. It's going to take place uh, when I run through the gates, the gates of pearly gates. I want to invite you this morning. The altar is here. You need to make up your mind today. Regardless of what happened in your life last year or this year, let's make up our mind. Devil, you are not going to mess with my mind anymore. Regardless of how bad things at home or at work, let's make up our mind this morning. I'm going to press on. I'm going to burn some ships this morning. Regardless, uh, if you are the only one in your home that's serving God, regardless uh, if you are the only one in your community or in your school that stand up like the proverbial sore thumb and worshiping God in spirit and in truth, it doesn't matter. I am going to make up my mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. Let's be totally sold out for Jesus this morning. We are at a point of no return. I have come this far to turn back round. And when we finally get there, what I would love to have on the epitaph, if the Lord tarries, 
on my gravestone one day, I would love to have a saying, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And I have kept the faith. Yet henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous church, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So here this morning, I invite you, find somewhere that you say, Lord, I am going to burn some ships this morning. I'm just going to sail on. I've been through some difficult time in my life. I've been facing so many struggles in my walk. But today, Lord Jesus, I have made up my mind. I am going to serve you, Lord. Oh, 